Hello, welcome to episode 298 of the Apolog Podcast. I am your host, Simon Head. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by AIXDSP.com. Get affordable and useful plugins for your digital audio workstation. Get the IC Intuition Compressor. It's a compressor that gives you a clear and intuitive visual display that shows exactly what is happening to your audio at all times. Click the link in the description for more information. Amazon shoppers. You like shopping on Amazon? Yes, you do. There's a hyperlink in the description of this podcast. You can go there and just bookmark that link. And every time you want to shop on Amazon, use the link and shop to support the show. You can also do it the old-fashioned way by going to appalock.ca and click on the banner located on the right side. Bookmark the link. Bookmark. That's crucial because every time you shop on Amazon, you'd be using that bookmark. Bookmarks are these little things you put on your webpage so you can come back to them later. The internet is this thing where people find stuff. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, if you want to support my work on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash Pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help with hosting and gas fees. And you can cancel at any time. Go buy a t-shirt, appalock.ca slash shop. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and view the show on iTunes. Give it some stars, please. Like and share on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Pod. Follow me on Twitter at SimonHead666. Today, I have Sam from Sam and the Terrible News. This new single, it's called Talkers, and they actually were supposed to be putting a record out, but this little thing called the global pandemic slowed up the process. They have an album called Face A that's going to be coming out later in 2021. Now, this band, this music is very, very close to my heart. As you could probably hear when I talk to him, the type of music is this poppy, melodic rock music that, you know, akin to bands like Jimmy Eat World, Get Up Kids, all these bands that I like, you know, all these bands that I like. <laughs> we'll hear a song, the single Talkers. Uh, what Sam Letter later told me is that this was his very was first interview of this for this, and he told me he was a little nervous, which is uh, you know, well maybe he's just nervous just because he had to talk. <laughs> He had to talk to me. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam from Sam and the Terrible News on the Apple Lab Podcast. We used to have uh, other bands before, but uh, for this project, it's uh, it's pretty recent. Now, is it? Yeah. So, are, is it? The music's age appropriate because it was in the time of the early two thousands when, man, there was so much power pop and it just saccharine, sweet kind of beautiful tones um, of bands. I mean, that's the era I saw. I'm from yep. the early nineties. But I really mm -hmm. didn't come into my own when it came to like creating music until like the early two thousands. Yeah, that's the spirit exactly. The, the, that's the the sound I grew up with. So <laughs> yeah, and uh, I read that uh, you uh, you've been uh, soundman for some forty one at some. Yeah, point. yeah, oh, it man, was that's fucking awesome in their early days. Just just before um, what was it called? All killer? No, it was a half hour power we toured on. It was just yep. before uh, all killer, no filler. 
and uh, I've told the story a few times, but they wrote Fat Lip in a van while I was driving them all over. Like they were children. Oh, really? They're literally children. And I was like driving them all over North America. Um, I used to work for a band called Treble Charger, who Greg Nor used to manage yeah. some 41. So it's sort of this weird, I got sort of pushed over, like, go work with my kid band. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so, so you were there when they wrote uh, Fat Lip, right? So yeah. you were there when the magic happened. Yeah, and I'm so oh, funny, crazy. and I kicked myself. And if I said, you know, on that breakdown part, I told Derek, I said, Derek, that's a horrible part. You got to take, <laughs> take that part out of the song. You know, that's not going to get you anything. And I'm like, uh, okay, well, maybe, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, maybe I'll just drive the van. <laughs> and finally, it's been a master hit. <laughs> yeah, it was their biggest song, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. They, it's funny, actually, I just read somewhere in the UK, it just went um, platinum. Or something as a single. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it took a while to get it there. But, yeah, man, good good dudes. I mean, if you ever get a chance to meet them, they're just... They're just Saw them a few times uh, live, but never uh, had the chance to uh, to meet them. But I wish. <laughs> they're, just, they're just like... I don't know, man. Like, I was in my early 30s, and I put a band together, and we put a record out or two in, in Europe... And I asked, I said, hey, can my band open for your band, the band that no one's ever heard of before in Europe? And they go, yeah, sure. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So we did, <laughs> we we toured with them and they were just so nice and accommodating. And and they basically told, like I knew one of their crew members, a really old friend of mine, but their tour manager has been like, used to work for the Tragically Hip and stuff. And, and okay. she was told like, don't fuck with these guys. These are our friends. You know what I mean? So it was yeah, like yeah. this moment of like, oh, we're getting treated like humans, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, <laughs> so tell me, sorry, sorry, enough about me. Um, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> so you guys are Quebec-based with Montreal? Uh, Quebec City. Quebec City. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. So the ca is the cashmere still there? Is it? Uh, no, it's closed, man. But uh, <laughs> I spent uh, uh, most of my... Uh, young young early 20s there yeah yeah that was an awesome place but it's closed since uh at least 10 years i would say 10 years holy shit yeah. i feel like Very i just well. i felt like i was there i can't remember the last time i was it might have been with the weaker dance or something like weaker dance yeah where they were they i sold merch for them on one oh, tour okay. yeah yeah yeah, they I, went there a couple of times in Quebec. Cashmere was one of the places we, you know, and I had this old shitty van. And it kept breaking down. It broke down every single day, but we didn't, we didn't miss a show, but we didn't make it home. So we got okay. like, we got about an hour outside of Toronto and it just went, nah, I'm not driving anymore. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, uh, man. So you took with them uh, for, uh, in what era? I mean, what the album? Uh, it was just after Left and Leaving came out. Um, okay. I've, I used to play in a band with Jason, the drummer from, um, we played in a band called Red Fisher. Talk about okay. power pop from the early nineties. Um, we, we were a band that played everywhere. We didn't have any sort of real recognition or booking agents. We just toured all over, um, parts of Canada and America in the early nineties. Okay. And, and, uh, Jason played in that band and then he joined the weaker thans with John K. Sampson after he left uh, Propagandi. Okay. And and then they became the weaker thans. My friend John Sutton was my roommate when I lived in Winnipeg. So it's a very incestual. Oh. Uh, when they mixed Fallow, they stayed at my apartment when they were mixing. Really? Yeah, when they're mixing their first album. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. What yeah. a beautiful song. <laughs> yeah, they're such. Yeah, and they're also good dudes. Very very cool yeah. guys. Yeah. Um, it's so fun. Yeah, because we're you know the music you play is the music that 
was sort of our gospel sort of back in the day. And there was a time, man, when the industry sort of took notice of like that type of music. Like yep. they grabbed onto it. And I don't, you know, I don't know. It was so weird. Bands like, you know, I don't know, you know, Jimmy World and, you know, and that era of music. Yeah. When, That's my era. <laughs> when the whole world was falling apart, too. Like, when it came to Napster and the industry and, you know, I, I had um, uh, somebody from, no, uh, from uh, Fat Records on, like, a few years ago. And they'd talk about that time when it was like we were almost ready to close the doors. Like, the Napster, the industry, everything was just so messed up. And, uh, you know, we, we were sort of around for most of it, but... Like how old are you? You in early early thirties? I am uh, thirty eight. Thirty eight, yeah, yeah. Yep. So you would have been, yeah. So <laughs> you would have been that right that age, man, when all that music was just fucking exactly. Kicking. I was about uh, eighteen, twenty years old. Yeah. So yeah, I remember yeah. listening for the first time uh, "Bleed American" from uh, Jimmy Eat World. Mm -hmm. it was like yeah, <laughs> yeah, completely overwhelmed. That was too good. Clarity is one of my favorite albums yeah, of all time. Yeah, absolutely. I got back to that album afterwards. So yeah, that's yeah. all good. <laughs> that's an interesting, uh, Jimmy World's kind of weird story because they got dropped from Capitol Records and they just, they had already kind of recorded Bleed American and mm -hmm. they just toured it and like people woke up and like, oh my God, this record's so good. And it was sort of mm -hmm. one of those weird stories. Around that time, when there was a band called was Wilco was also going through the same bullshit where yeah. like their mm -hmm. label dropped them and then they they got signed by like an affiliate of the same label for more money like this weird like the industry was just so messed up back then that's 20 years ago yeah 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 insane <laughs> of course <laughs> so uh so what makes you want to put a record out in the pandemic that's that's a that's a pretty hard-edged question right there for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, the plan was uh, was not to release a, 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 an album during the pandemic. It was uh, the project started before the pandemic. So, well, the songs were written before uh, for most of them. Um, and uh, yeah, when the pandemic happened, so we just delayed everything that was scheduled, you know, the studio, uh, the release and everything. So normally the album should have been released uh, around, um, I believe it was December 2020, mm -hmm. and we just postponed everything. So the album's gonna uh, come out in August. So that's because long, of the pandemic, that's a long time to wait. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah, the, the songs were uh, recorded and uh, had to wait and wait and wait and wait <laughs> for mm -hmm. the pandemic to calm down a bit. I think, yeah, yeah. So it's coming to an end shortly, I believe. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> I get my vaccine tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. I'm what in the you? age group. I'm in that category. So uh, <laughs> enjoy. Yeah. 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 I will. <laughs> I'll, I'll be able to. I think you can read uh, people's minds after you get it. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There's so many bullshit we hear with this, man. It's, oh, yeah. Oh, so I was talking to a guy today. He's like, oh, AstraZeneca. And you're like, oh, you don't get that. You get a blood clot. I'm like, yeah, you get a blood clot from flying in the sky, too. Like, you know, in, in deep sea diving and stuff. Like, you can get blood clots any any old way. You know, just relax. Let's just get it. And, you know, if I die, that'd be an interesting story. That's that's the <laughs> the last so cool. podcast with Sam. <laughs> Terrible news. The song Record Talkers got fucking killed from AstraZeneca. 
You know, this would be really haunting if I did, though. It'd be weird. Is that the one you're gonna? Yeah, I'm going. That's where I'm riding with. Yeah, I mean, oh, you should be fine. You should be fine. Don't worry. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I worked. I work with a uh, in the city, uh, of Richmond Hill, and I work at a theater there. And they moved us all over the place, and I worked in an ice rink. And there's a different type of ignorance when it comes to people like hockey dads and stuff. And they're like, you know, oh, I'm not getting that. And I'm like, well, I'll have yours. How about that? I'll take yours. <laughs> Oh man. So, so you came from a bunch of other bands. Um, yeah. So what did you, were they all sort of bands that sort of like, did all these bands sort of mix and become this or were you, did you put records out with the other bands and, uh, kind of actually my very first band was uh, a bit similar to what we do with, uh, Sam and the terrible news. Uh, that was, uh, kind of a punk rock band. We start, I started back in 2001, uh, until 2008. Uh, that was uh, name. The name of the band was Each On Set. Uh, we were um, we were known on the local scene in the Quebec province. I would say we played uh, uh, a couple of shows in Ontario. We played with uh, Silverstein. We played uh, with uh, a band called the The Reason. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know those so guys. We, they yeah. were a friend of a friend of ours uh, back then. Uh, so yeah, and the sound was kind of similar to what we do now. Um, and then in 2010, I started to play in a pop rock band, a French pop rock band called Automat. I'm still playing that band. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty different than uh, what uh, I do right now with uh, Sam and the Terrible News, uh, but it's a lot of fun though. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, the goal with this project, Sam and the Terrible News, is uh, I was uh, punk rock. I was missing punk rock pretty much. So that was uh, the main reason why I started to just write songs uh, on my own. And um, from a song to another, then the, the sound starting to get more precise. And then I just thought maybe I should start a band with that. So uh, I asked um, friends of mine that were musicians if they wanted to join the band. And uh, then they accepted. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we started from there. What was the recording process like? Did was like just you and a drummer, or did you have a band put together to to track? Uh, to tra- actually, I wrote the song on my own, you know, with uh, Garage Band. I used yeah. that uh, that um, device to to, to record. Uh, there is a, a kind of a, a drum uh, that you can uh, kind of a sample a mm-hmm. sample drum that I use for my de- demos actually. But in in the studio, uh, I worked with uh, uh, Scott Hallquist. He's uh, the guitarist uh, from uh, Ten Football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he uh, actually played the drum on my tracks. Uh, yeah, just to make it easier because there was I was I recorded the uh, the album in his uh, condo. Really? So <laughs> there was no way to to play real drum. So he had an electronic drum. So he played the tracks on it. And uh, so yeah, and my my drum my real drummer is gonna is gonna play the the tracks uh, as is actually. when you play live. Yeah, yeah, he built them mo- most of them actually, and uh, Scott played them on the electronic drum. So yeah, it's the the world's getting crazy when you kind of just can't really determine what's real and what's not real anymore. No, it's insane. Is real. It's pretty yeah. it's pretty awesome at the same time, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I play piano and, uh, and we were, I was at where I work years ago, there was like a Yamaha, like weighted keyboard thing. And then a piano right beside it, like a Steinway. So I'm playing this and I'm playing this and I'm like the other, the, the keyboard. And I'm like, 
I can't hear the difference. Like, no, exactly. What is going on? Like, it's the seventh wonder of the world. And uh, <laughs> it, it's just insane. But, but that's kind of how the way people do it stuff. And, you know, they, they don't, I mean, big studios are, are really having a tough go and they're really meant now for whatever, the U2s or, or who else. Even U2 probably wouldn't go there anymore. No, exactly. It's uh, it's changing, man. I remember back with my very first band. That was another era, and that was uh, we had no other choice than recording kind of big studios. And I just lived the two eras, and uh, yeah, that's pretty uh, amazing how the technology is <laughs> yeah. insane. Yeah, I mean, I have a an iPad down there that makes guitar sounds, and it's like. Why do I need to bring my Marshall to shows? I I don't need that anymore. It's great to have, but why? Yeah, but just, you know, just for the look. Yeah, <laughs> we could do what all the, the punk stage. all the punk bands on the Warp tour would do is just put empty cabinets on stage oh. and, yeah, and just pretend yeah. that they were loaded full <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, I know that trick. Yeah, <laughs> we saw that many, many times. It's such a letdown. You're like, oh, really? You're that? You're those guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah man do you um so i got i don't think the warp tour ever made it to quebec city or if it did i don't i think it was montreal mostly right yeah uh, actually i remember that uh warp tour came to quebec twice uh i remember one year actually because i played there with my very first band we played the uh, quebec city uh, bands warp tour it was in uh, 2004 was it on the ernie ball stage yeah, exactly. Yeah, nailed it. That's the <laughs> fucking best stage. Yeah, and that was there was uh, Bowling for Soup playing on that uh, that stage on the same day. Yeah, it was the big the biggest band of the day. Uh, remember, those guys are rad. Still are. Yeah, I didn't had a chance to um, to meet them, but uh, yeah, they, they, they sound really good. Yeah, I don't like, know if they still are. They still uh, playing? I don't. I don't think so. I, it's weird no. now that the the guitar player was massive, right? And then Jared yeah. was sort of like regular size now i think jared is massive and the and the other guitar player they've switched weight i think it's, it's a weird dichotomy there um the switch one of the last tours i did with some 41 was with bowling for soup so uh we we got to see them every night for uh yeah like three weeks four weeks okay yeah good dudes good dudes yeah. man oh yeah just really yeah i it's so funny how you meet people and you're like i like you i don't really like your band but i like you you know what i mean like it's one of those moments that and they were one of those people you're like yeah it's that's the it's the punk rock spirit actually most yeah. of the punk rock bands normally it's always cool dudes never met uh punk rock bands that guys were such assholes or anything yeah most of the time it's all really cool dudes easygoing and everything so well i will call out saves the day though they were kind of prickish to us Oh really? Yeah, they were kind of like, you know, we're on an independent label. Like it was Forty One Saves the Day and Face to Face on tour, and Saves the Day were like, we're the independent guys. You know, all these bands on major labels, and I'm like, yeah, us? You mean us? Yeah, we're the yeah we're the band on the major label. <laughs> like, who else would it be <laughs> on a three band bill? You know, and they're kind of like trying to be, you know, they're a bit cold and prickish, but you know, Saves the Day. I guess they're still. Well, I don't know what they're doing. Who cares? <laughs> I saw them uh, two two years ago. They 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 came to Quebec City at the Festival d'été, the Quebec. Yeah, it's a big the big big festival here in the summer. I saw them there. 
we're good, but uh, we're not too energetic on the on the stage. <laughs> but the song, the sound were, was really good, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, oh, they, uh, who else? Um, uh, I, I toured with Good Riddance, and th those guys are good dudes, too. They're the good good people. Yeah. Good to, yeah, I was their sound guy for a while. Um, there's a lot of good bands out there, but there's a lot of, you know, whatever. I don't need to call too many of them out, but there's a few bands out there. You're like, yeah, you guys should probably uh, learn up a little bit about what being an <laughs> punk rocker is and just sort of kind of figure it out because there's not a, it's a small industry. You know what I mean? I don't care what from America, Europe or Canada or wherever people kind of, you know, get to know people in a good or a bad way, you know, and usually the ones that stick around, you know, they're the ones that people want to help and they're the ones that people want to, you know, support. And that's all it's all really about. It's not about money, right? No, 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 exactly. It's mm -hmm. about uh, having fun, having good times. And uh, yeah. Now, this, this is like, this is a question I, I've asked a few, a bunch of people. But when you were like in your 20s and maybe late teens, and now you're not, you know, now you're, you're an adult, you know, like you, you, you contribute into society, I hope, <laughs> but, <Yep. laughs> but do you, is there a part of you that is still around good or good or, good or bad? Is there a part of you from that being like an 18 year old that just is still there? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a good question. Yeah. I, actually, I just wrote a song that is about that exactly about what you're asking me the song is called little brat so i'm i'm saying that i always be a little brat inside of me so mm -hmm. to answer your question the, the answer to your question is definitely yes i don't think that um as i will get older it's gonna disappear from me i think it's always going to be a part of me always yeah, yeah I, I find that music is something that sort of grounds me it grounds me into a keeps me um either listening to it or playing it, but it's always been a part of me where, uh, you know, the competitive part in me is completely gone. Like, I do not care. I'm never, we're not going to be Bon Jovi, right? We're going to no. be people. And what I'm taking out of music is what I want to take out of it. I'm not taking the, I have to do this, or this is something. I'm sure you, you can relate to that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I always, I always say that... Uh, uh, as a music listener, when I listen to a song, I'm searching for specific things. And the things I'm searching for are probably different than, than other people. So everyone is looking for their own specific things when they listen to music. So there's no real bad music, actually. It's all in the, the ears that the people's listening to it, actually. No, I agree with you. I, you know, I, I always try to find the good in whatever music is because it should come from a good place. You give it, you give, you know, you give people the benefit of the doubt when it comes to what their delivery is. You know, you have to say, well, you know, good intentions, right? And yeah. I'm not worried about like well-crafted lyrics or, you know, if it feels good, it feels good. I think as we get older, we start understanding how it yeah, feels exactly. rather than, you know, how it's played or how it, it's recorded or, you know, it doesn't Sense matter. of the lyrics and... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. You you listen to music differently as you get as you get older. Absolutely. Yes. Well, let's hear a song. And now my computer just went to sleep. Hold on, I got to do this thing here. It's a new thing where you got to close it and then open it, and now it works.
Don't ask me. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen to uh, Talkers, because that's the only song I have. Perfect. Feels good, man. Um, did you guys were you part of the the fuck off festival? Because that was based out of Quebec City, wasn't it? Uh, no, not this year. Um, probably next year though. Yeah, but I know. I believe you already interviewed uh, yeah. Pat. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's one of. It's a friend of mine. So yeah. Yeah, good dude. Yeah, they're really, 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 really good dude. Yeah, and to to sort of to put on a festival in this time of you know in this in these times, it's like mm. yeah, it's pretty but nuts. The, the thing is that we uh, so the bands is so recent that we we did not play any shows yet because of the pandemic. So we thought about doing the the fuck off festival this year, but uh, it's a it was a virtual edition. Uh, and I was uh, is it a bit hesitant on playing our first show virtually. So no, that that makes total sense. Yeah, we prefer to wait a bit. Uh, hopefully, you know the the album release going to be in August. Ho- we hope that at this point, maybe we could 
be able to uh, will be able to to play a real show in front of real people we hope <laughs> fingers crossed yeah well i i put a i do a we do an 80s band that we do huey lewis and the news songs and it's because it's fun and it's the farthest thing from punk rock ever yet everybody in the band comes from punk rock so uh we do uh we've done parking lot shows and it is a weird experience man like like it's just weird and it's the big I call it the big compromise. It's like, you know. So you mean people just staying in their car yeah. and you play in front of the cars, and, and basically, they, right? They beep their horns and stuff. Oh, of- okay. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's still better than a, to me, than a virtual show, I believe, because you, you're playing for in front of people that you can't see, really. The, the weird thing about right. it, well, you can really get sort of good with the mix, too, because everything, with the way we did it, is everything got transmitted to an FM station on their radio. So they're yeah. cranking it up, and it's like it sounds amazing because everybody's car stereo sounds amazing now. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and we were just and and I the city I worked for we did one, and I remember like there's a certain time I don't I don't know if you ever gone to drive in movies, but there's a time just as the sun's going down and you sort of got your snacks and stuff and the thing starts, yeah. everything goes a little bit quiet, but you still kind of hear what's happening in the background. And it's this thing I I can't get it out of my head about how just surreal and quiet and just you know it's a moment you know so I I get I would and I was the only one because I was organizing I could leave and I could walk around but I wouldn't want to just sit in my car you know that was the part was like yeah that sounds a little a little weird <laughs> yes kind of stuck in your car for yeah I understand what you're <laughs> your yeah. point. But there totally. was, it's, you know, it's fun to play. If you ever get a chance to play one, it is really weird because there's a moment where you're like, everybody's trying to push through it. You're like, come on, we could get through this, you know, like, come on with us, you know, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you, know it, you know, but yeah, we, we did, uh, we did a few of those and we did a, well, a few virtual shows and, and, you know, I've done more, more shows with my cover band than I did with my own band last year. I don't know what to think of that, but I guess it's okay. You know, it's a show's a show, right? No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so are you thinking about, oh, the other one is, um, what is the one in uh, Pizza Fest? Uh, that would be a good one for you guys to do. Yeah, I think so. Um, normally it's during the, is it in September normally? I think it's in May, actually. Oh, it's a milk. It's big. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're, you're right. So I don't know if there's going to be a. Uh, I haven't seen anything about year. it. I haven't seen anything. A friend of mine, Matt, um, he's part of it. And I haven't heard anything from him to do it. Um, Montebello apparently is doing something, but I don't think it's an actual show because they usually do it in June, Montebello Rock Fest. Yeah, exactly. So actually, I don't think there's going to be any live shows in May or June and even July. Yeah. I don't think so. And. Yeah, see, I don't think there's going to be a Pudza this year, unfortunately, yeah. because I didn't. We would have heard about it at this point. Yeah, you would. I would have found out we weren't playing it <laughs> <laughs> like a couple of months ago now. <laughs> um, the uh, can you remember last year? It was like, hey man, it's gonna be June. We're all gonna be out of this. It's gonna be great. We're gonna, you know, everybody, you know, it's all gonna be over by June. Then it turned to July. Then it turned to September. Then it turned to January. I. You know, the theater I, I work at, it was just kept getting pushed. And, and we still haven't. We did one show this year. And we usually do Only like one show. We have, in 2021, you mean? Yeah. We did one virtual show and then everything went to lockdown in March. We did one show. Are you in Toronto? 
Uh, just outside of Toronto, just about a little bit north. Like, Toronto seems to be in a perpetual lockdown since no, like, exactly. last year. And the regions around kind of open up and close and open up and close. And yeah, I, I, I um, you know, go ahead. Yeah, it's pretty much the same here, actually. That's what uh, I wanted to say. Uh, yeah, it's the exact same thing here. We're uh, <laughs> in the lockdown here. They opened the restaurants for about three weeks, like in March, and then they closed them again. Uh, but with the vaccines, we're supposed to all um, be vaccinated, at least one shot in uh, by the end of June. So That's the rumor. That's, that's, the, what, yeah. that's, the rumor. that's what the prime minister said, but uh, yeah, hopefully... Yeah, it's gonna happen for real. <laughs> well, there it's so where I work, um, we do voting stations too. So rather be regional or federal or provincial, and uh, the the federal government was sniffing around looking for places for voting stations. So there is like a rumor going around, like, well, what he's probably going to do is sort of be in front of like a plane landing with all the vaccine for everybody. And that's when he's going to call an election, you know, and personally, I'm not a political guy. And, you know, I honestly would rather someone deliver a message, whether it be good or bad, or I, I don't really, doesn't, I'm not picking a side up until about a month ago. I was like, you know, our prime, our, our um, premier's not doing a bad job. And then I'm like, oh my God, now it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, he's doing a horrible job. <laughs> it, yeah, must... it depends. It depends. Uh, from a week to another. Can, uh... <laughs> it can't be easy either. You know, you think about that. It can't be easy when you're making decisions that hundreds of thousands of people are affected by it. Some good and most of them bad, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, and that's part of me. When I was in my early 20s, I really was very political about things. And now I'm the older part of me is like, it just drives you crazy a little bit trying to think about how if stupid. You think too much. Yeah, if you think too much about it, life's short, man. <laughs> I'm in yeah, the, yeah you, you learn to let go as you get older. I'm in the middle of life. It's like, you know, I don't, I don't need to make too much. You know, nobody cares what I say on Facebook, you know, <laughs> and nor do I care what other people say about Facebook. And, uh, <laughs> and I, it's so funny. I started, I started just calling people out of my Facebook friends because it's like, I, I get it, man. Politics it, suck. The va you know, pandemic sucks. Everything sucks. Yeah. I get it. Stop telling me about how much yeah. it sucks. Just, I don't Did need the same. Yeah. Don't need it. I don't need it anymore. Little cleanup. Yeah. 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 Thing. Didn't hurt. You know, no one says you, it's not like Pokemon. You don't need to get them all. No, you know? no, exactly. <laughs> Man, so I well, if you ever make it out to Toronto, it would be really, really cool to. I have I have a band uh, called the Fairmounts that I play in. That the we, Fairmounts. yeah, we um, actually, um, Mikey is a guy who does. He's the guy who does Mikey and his uke. He does with all the punk rock people playing cover songs. If you ever yeah. see Mikey and his uke, he's he's the primary. He's the songwriter for the band Mike uh, for the Fairmounts. So okay. Yeah, man. You're, you're playing in that, man? Yeah. Yeah, you, play you guitar, play do some singing. We've we've put out two records in eight years, so, uh, you know, we're really on the fast track to uh, world domination. <laughs> well, I'm going to take a listen, of course, to Fairmounts, you yeah, said, right? Yeah, Fairmounts. Yeah, we got some Excellent. songs on, on the YouTubes. Um, yeah, but for sure, let's, you know, if we can, you know, hang out and get, you know, it's so weird. You watch stuff on TV now, you're like, oh, they're so close. Ugh. Makes you want to vomit. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, at some, at some point we uh, will probably uh, play a couple of shows uh, in your area, hopefully, and uh, of course we'll uh, 
we'll hang out. Man. Awesome, <laughs> man. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. Good to meet you. Uh, same, same here. And that was Sam from Sam and the Terrible News. I uh, hope you like the single. The single's good. you probably find it wherever you need to find it. Uh, Sam and the Terrible News are a band based out of Quebec City. They're a cool band. Cool dudes. Well, cool dude. I don't, I don't know the other guys. The other guys might be assholes for all I know. <laughs> um, yeah. Good, good times. All right, everybody. Um, don't forget to uh, subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, please. And don't forget to like and share to all your friends on Facebook. I'm on Instagram now at SimonHead666. I don't know. I don't know. The only reason I wanted it because there was this old Red Fisher video that my friend Jay Myras, who I'm probably going to have on the show, he was a he used to work for Much Music. He worked from the West Side of Much Music called Music West. And he interviewed this band Red Fisher. I played him in a van, and I could only see like the first 20 seconds of it. So I subscribed to. Uh, I got on Instagram so I could actually watch the whole video. You know, it turns out we were angry young men back then. <laughs> That's what I found out. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the show. It's been great. I uh, Two away from 300. Uh, I, I still am working on this thing. I think I told everybody what it is, but it's a documentary. And it'll be a documentary on a band, Lois Hello. And this is, a, this is a bit of a soft release because it's like 37 minutes of the podcast. Not a lot of people listen to this part of it. But if you did, um, yeah, coming to a uh, Vimeo subscription near you. Um, I plan to have, I'm, I'm about 10% into this thing. I've been working on it since last October. I'm just getting into editing mode just for the first little act that I'm working on. It's going to be a three-act uh, documentary. Band Lois Loa. I'm finding out that a lot of people come out of woodwork. There's more to it than just a band got together, broke up, got back together. Which is what I thought it was, but listen, it's super rewarding. The only problem is I'm only doing podcasts every other week. I don't know if that's a bad thing. You know, whatever. Quality control thing, right? Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm, I'm actually going to do more of a, an official podcast on this as a, probably in the summer as I get more into it because I'm actually planning a road trip to drive across Canada to meet up with people who I'm going to be interviewing. I'm not going to tell you who yet, but there's some pretty cool people um, that I have lined up to talk to about this podcast, and I'll be documenting the whole idea of driving across Canada. You know, it's a symbol. It's a symbol of what bands used to do. They used to do this thing called touring. Everybody, see you next week. Well, I'll see you next week. I'm trying to get my friend Jay Myers on the show, but uh, if not, I'll see you the week after. Okay, bye, everybody.